series. Seal, there was silence in it about the space of half an hour. And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and them were given seven trumpets. And another angel came and stood at the altar, having a golden censer, and was given unto him much, much incense, that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints, and with them upon the golden altar which was before the throne. And the smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. And the angel took the censer and filled it with fire at the altar, cast it to the earth, and there were voices and thunderings and lightnings and an earthquake. The seven angels, which had the seven trumpets, prepared themselves to sound. The first angel sounded, and there followed hail and fire mingled with blood. There were cast upon the earth, and the third part of the trees would burn up, and all green grass was burned up. The second angel sounded, as it were, uh, a great mountain burning with fire cast into the sea, and the third part of the sea became blood. The third part of the creatures which were in the sea had life died. The third part of the ships were destroyed. The third angel sounded, there fell a great star from heaven, burning as it were a lamp, and it fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters. The name of the stars called Wormwood. The third part of the waters became Wormwood. Many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, the third part of the moon, the third part of the stars, the third part of them was darkened. And they shone not for a third part of it, not likewise. And the hell heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, 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 to the inhabitants of the earth. By reason of the other voices of the trumpets of the three angels, which are yet to sound. Oh, my. Yeah. Let's pray. Lord, we need your help tonight. I pray, God, that you help me with discernment yes. and good leadership at work. Well, thank you for all that you do. I ask you, God, to just please help us tonight. Please help me to preach, Lord, and help your people in here to understand it, including myself. Lord, I need your help tonight. I love you and praise you and thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We come to the 18th, verse, 18th message of, uh, of uh, the series on the book of Revelation. We have now come to a different part. We've just come through the 144,000 um, and all the great multitude that were saved. Now the great tribulation that Paul's within the punishment and as Christ sealed it and all that and the gospel still works. Amen. Amen. We found that out. But here we come to the opening of the last seal. The seven trumpets are unleashed upon the earth. And uh, if you think things have been horrible so far, they have been, <coughs> but, the, but the greatest is still to come. Yeah. Um, and, and this evening we come to the seventh seal, uh, seventh and the last seal open, and uh, the fourth, first four trumpets, which are going to be sounded upon the earth. And as Christ is working the redemption of the earth, uh, this is what is taking place to do so. Um, just as Jesus was beaten 
upon the cross of Calvary and before the cross of Calvary to, um, to gain your redemption, so shall it be with the earth. The earth has to be beaten, and there's things that take place. And so uh, I just want you to get this, uh, upon this, um, that the land of the living um, is going to deal with some severe judgment here, okay? Yeah. And uh, it's going to be very severe, and it's going to be very subtle, um, but there won't be much, um, it won't be uh, secret, okay? Um, and so let's not get that mixed up when I say subtle. There will be nothing a secret about it um, because the earth will 100% know what's about to take place and there's no doubt about that, okay? But I'll tell you the truth. I'm going to preach this thought from the silence to the storm. From the silence to the storm. And so I'm going to back, try to be quickly and I need the Lord's help tonight. So I want you to notice the silence, number one, that's within our text. The silence. And when he opened the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven about the space of half an hour. Some people say that this is um, this is proof that there's no women in heaven because there's silence in heaven. Everybody can laugh, okay? It's okay. Um, but that's not what it's talking about whatsoever. But John describes a scene that must be a first for heaven. Um, in my opinion, I believe this is the first time heaven has ever been silent. Um, but a absolute silence reigns throughout the realms of heaven. As um, it were to be a glass drop, you would be able to hear a pin drop in this moment, an era of time. Is that there is all that, and we, we can look back and think about the times of chapter 4 and the time of chapter 5. And the time even of chapter 7 is there's praises and anthems of songs and, and so many different things that take place upon that time uh, while in heaven. But... Uh, we know it to be a place of worship. We know it to be a place of praise. Uh, we know it to be all of those things. But heaven is described uh, always as a place alive with noise. Uh, it's never described as a place of silence. Uh, yeah. Hell will be a place of noise. Uh, yeah. And weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth. Uh, uh, but it's pictured as a place that literally uh, um, just simply throbs with the excitement of, the, of its inhabitants. Uh, everybody which is in heaven will be happy. Yes, amen. Right. Here we have that uh, there's a silence for 30 minutes in heaven. And the beast and the 24 elders are silent at this moment. And uh, the angels and the redeemed multitudes uh, neither shouts of praise nor, nor, nor songs of joy to offer up to the Lord. Uh, that's not what's going on right now. Uh, um, there is no um, divine pronouncements that are... Um, taking place at this time. Uh, um, this is a very, uh, very, very unusual moment uh, for heaven and its inhabitants thereof. Uh, for the first time ever in heaven, silence is there. Yeah, amen. For the first time. Silence is terrible. It's a powerful thing. It's a powerful thing. Silence is a very powerful thing. Here's a proverb. That I, not a literal proverb, but it's a proverb that I made up. You think about this as I, you know, it goes something along the lines is that if your wife be silent, there be something wrong. Uh -huh. Yeah, silence is not a good thing. Silence is oftentimes a bad thing. It's a oftentimes a scary thing. And if you're um, silence, when a bride walks, in, when a bride is fixing to come down the aisle. It's silence amongst the whole place. Right. Because something big is about to happen. 
And, and so, 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 so that's what I believe is taking place here. That 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 silence can also be a nerve-wracking thing. Um, you think about it. If you propose to somebody, and I know everybody's in here married, but if you propose to somebody, and you think about that moment, do you say, say you say, "Will you be my wife?" And then thirty minutes, she's silent. There's different things along those lines that you can think of, but it can be a nerve-wracking thing. And six seals have been opened up to this point. Uh, um, and each one had, uh, had with it a terrible judgment uh, from death to war to famine to pestilence uh, um, to earthquakes to fire, etc., etc. And, uh, um, and so it's almost as if heaven is holding their breath, uh, waiting for the expected judgment of the first trumpet uh, as he's opened the seventh seal. Uh, the, each trumpet, if you'll notice, uh, each each last judgment, uh, so the seven seals, the seven woes, the seven... Each one will open up the next of the first of the next one. That's just how it works. Uh, and you'll notice that. And so as he opens the seventh, there wasn't particularly a judgment from that, but it led to the next judgment. Everybody with me on that one? And so that's kind of how it is. And so uh, here they are, and you'll notice that that's how it works. But this is almost could be a silence of compassion uh, as Christ looks down uh, upon the earth one more time to all those uh, who are damned to be in hell, uh, not by Christ, but by their own decision. Uh, um, they're damned to go to hell. They decided uh, in their own being to take the mark of the beast. Uh, they decided in their own being to follow the Antichrist. Uh, and because of their decision, uh, um, they will be damned uh, to a devil's hell uh, and eternity in the lake of fire. Uh, and so here we are, and Christ looks down upon them one more time uh, and said, I tried to tell you so. Uh, I'm not literally, but think about it. However, I believe this is a hold your breath type of silence. It's a hold your breath as the Lord of all is getting ready to unleash the greatest judgments that this earth has ever seen. Yeah. And this is the calm before the storm. Earth may not understand as they continue to live on in their wicked ways. However, the inhabitants of heaven understand what is about to take place. And they stand in awe at the glory and the power of the great God Almighty. Yeah. They stand in awe at what is about to take place as tragedy is about to take place upon this wicked world. Heaven falls silent as uh, in the face of the impending judgment of God. Heaven falls silent. There's a silence that's within our text. Secondly, I want you to notice the servicing that's within our text. We can read here, uh, my alarm's going off, we can read here in verse number 2 through verse number 5, we'll move through it. But I want you to notice that there's preparations organized in our text. There's preparations organized. In verse 2 we see, And I saw the seven angels which stood before God, and to them were given seven trumpets. They didn't have the trumpets. Seven angels are pictured. They're standing before God. They're ready to do his beck and call. And whatever he says to do, that's what they're going to do. And by the way, these angels could present a good lesson for us. We should always be ready to stand and do the Lord's beck and call and what he has to say for us to do. And in a day when people are concerned about education and wealth and health and money and all the host of other things, they need to get with God. And the greatest ability is 
availability. Uh, if you'll be available before God, you'll be better off than you'll ever be. Uh, the Lord desires willing people. Yeah, man. These angels are standing at the willingness of God. Uh, um, these seven angels are given seven trumpets, and these seven trumpets are going to be used uh, to send judgment upon the earth uh, as God is getting ready to do that. And as you can look back in the Old Testament, trumpets uh, are very prominent things, and they're figured uh, um, very heavily in the Old Testament times of the Jews. Uh, oh, we can read in Numbers chapter 10, verse 1 through 12. Uh, oh, we read there, it tells us that there's two silver trumpets, uh, and those two silver trumpets were to be used to notify the people of Israel uh, um, that certain events was about to occur, uh, occur. I can't even say that word, but things were about to take place. Uh, and there was two silver trumpets in that text. Uh, and then you read on a little farther uh, and you'll find in that same text that a certain blast was to be used to assemble all the people. Uh, um, a certain blast was going to be used a certain sound uh, was going to be used to assemble the people together uh, and then another was used to assemble just the heads of each tribe uh, um, the twelve tribes of Israel uh, um, there would be a certain blast that was going to sound to assemble the, the leaders of their tribes uh, and then a certain sound was used uh, um, to tell the people to break camp and march uh, and then a certain sound was used uh, um, to tell the people that war was on the horizon uh, um, that you better be ready uh, um, because something was about to take place uh, um, there was a certain sound that was made for each event uh, and Paul said in 1 Corinthians in chapter 14, uh, in verse number 8, he said, For if the trumpet give an uncertain sound, uh, who shall prepare himself uh, to the battle? Uh, if he give the wrong sound, uh, who's going to prepare himself for battle? And so we can read. Uh, so trumpets, trumpets were a very important thing. They were very prominent to the nation of Israel. So God's people are also listening to trumpets. We're listening for trumpets. First Thessalonians 4, 16, 17 says, The trumpet of God shall sound. The dead in Christ shall rise first, and the which are alive and remain shall be called up to meet Jesus and the, or meet them in the clouds. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 51 and 52 tells us uh, um, that the trumpet of God's going to sound. Uh, and so trumpets are a big part of our future. Right. But think with me for a minute about an event that occurred in the history of ancient Israel. Like for you to just think for me. Joshua chapter 6. I'm not going to go there. But Joshua chapter 6, you'll find in that text that Israel's Israelites marched around the city of Jericho. And they marched around the city of Jericho once each day for six days. And then on the seventh day, they marched around seven times. And um, and so 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 they and as they marched around, they sounded their trumpets. And so you know what happened. On the seventh day. After the seventh lap, they blew their trumpet and the walls fell away. I mean, there is coming a day during the tribulation period where heaven will sound its trumpets uh, against a rebellious earth uh, and the walls of rebellion that have been erected uh, um, by the wicked one uh, and by Satan himself uh, uh, against the holy God of the Israelites uh, and by sinful man uh, uh, have erected that wall uh, will, will fall flat before the wrath of God. Right. Yes. These trumpets are war trumpets. They're used to sound the attack. And when God attacks this earth in his wrath, no one will be able to stop it. There's preparations organized. 
And I want you to notice this prayer is offered. Another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censer that was given unto him much incense. These are confusing verses. I'm just going to be honest with you. Uh, that, that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints upon the golden altar which was before the throne. The smoke of the incense which came with the prayers of the saints ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you I understand these. But, but another angel takes a censer right. and, and fills it with incense. And he, he, he takes the incense and he offers it along with the prayers of the saints at the altar before God. The smoke of the saint, the smoke of the incense and the prayers of the saints ascend together into the very presence of God. Yeah. And all I can tell you is what I what I, what I do know. Okay, and so I'm going to tell you what I do know. I cannot say I know everything about these verses because I, I I'm far from that. I believe there's a few lessons though that we can learn from these verses. Yeah, things we can take. Number one, the prayers of the saints are kept by God. Right. We've seen the prayers of the saints all the way back in chapter number four, yeah. and chapter number five. Yeah. We've seen the prayers of the saints. We understand that. Yeah. But but our prayers, as they leave our lips and as they leave our hearts uh, and come into the very presence of God, uh, in the very throne of grace, they're not just sitting to the earth to disappear forever. Uh, um, they, they're not. There's nothing about that. But these verses show that God holds. Uh, Onto our every prayer uh, and keeps them in His presence. Uh, and you see, some prayers cannot be answered right away uh, uh, when we pray in the time it's not right. Uh, but in His time, however, uh, they will be answered as we see in these verses. Right. Yeah. So prayers are always kept by God. Yeah. The prayers of the saints are answered by God. I'm convinced. I'm convinced that we're seeing the prayers of the saints under the altar. Right. Understand that. Now, now let's, let's look back. Chapter 6. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw unto the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, didst thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? See what he's doing? See what he's getting ready to do? Everybody with me? Uh -huh. Amen. I understand he's going to do that. Sure he is. Man, he's answering their prayers, too. Amen. And, and so, I, the prayers of God people will be answered down through this thing. Right. I mean, for, for 2,000 years, the prayers of God's people are about to be answered. I'm Amen. sure, I wonder how many people have prayed, Thy kingdom come. You know what I mean? Kingdom's about to come. Yeah, it is. All I'm saying, there's a lot of things that we can look at and say that God's answered, but the prayers of God's people are about to be answered for thousands and thousands of years. God has been asked to demonstrate His power and avenge His name and give glory over sin and the sinner and Satan. Amen. Amen. Yeah. that every day. Sure. Those prayers are about to be answered. They have been kept. And they're mingled with fire. Right. Can't tell you how I know what that means. But they're mingled with fire. They're mingled with fire. The fire is the finished work, work of Christ from the altar. And I'm just telling you, they have sinned up before God. They will be answered. <laughs> the prayers of the saints have power with God. And here are prayers that have been heard. They've been preserved. They've been answered in God's time. I, I have... 
I have, I, you know, I have problems in the area of prayer. Uh -huh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I do. I have problems in that area. I, I've been saved for however many years, 2013. I've been saved for however many years, 10 years, 10 years, May 5th. But, but I still feel so incompetent in my prayer. Oh my God. Amen. Just as incompetent as it is today. Sure. Hey, there are no, there are no experts in prayer. Right. We may struggle in, in that area, but if we're saved, we have power in prayer. Ephesians uh, chapter 5, verse 2 tells us that Christ's finished redemptive work is a sweet smelling savor in the nostrils of God. Amen. And when we pray in Jesus' name, our prayers are mingled with his finished work and rise up. Yeah. We'll never get a prayer through if it weren't for what Jesus did. That's right. That's kind of what I'm trying Amen. to say. Yeah. They rise up as a sweet smell and say, oh God. We had never got there for the one finished finish. Yeah. Right. Amen. Right. And it's an offering that he accepts because of his Christ. Right. Amen. Something it's something he blesses because of Christ. Amen. And for our prayers to send up to God on the basis of the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. On the shed blood of him, man. And God hears us when we pray. Amen. And God, there's power in prayers for the saints of God. Uh, and our praying may seem weak. Uh, it may seem ineffective at times. But by the time our prayers arrive in glory, uh, um, they're in the same form as they were when they left our feeble lips. Other than the simple fact that the Holy Spirit has returned. Amen. Amen. The Spirit of God takes them off and them up to the Lord. That's how it works. Uh, I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful there's a powerful weapon when it comes to prayer. Aren't you? There's a pending, there's prayer often, there's pending occurrence that's about to take place. Verse number 5, the Bible says, The angel took the censer and filled it with fire the altar and cast it to the earth. There are voices and thunders and lightnings. The angel takes the censer and he fills it with fire from the altar, and he casts this into yep. the earth. Absolutely. When he does, there sounds from the earth. These sounds are very much, they're upheavals. Those types of things, they're coming from the earth. The sounds are coming from the earth, according to that. And uh, one thing I noticed as I was reading is that the, the same fire that causes the incense and the prayers to rise up also causes the judgment to go down. Wow. Yeah. The same fire. Yeah. And I don't know what that means, but I just thought it was interesting. Yeah. Okay, men have, men have rejected God's love. They've rejected God's grace. They've rejected His mercy, the gift of His darling Son, and there's nothing left for them but the undiluted wrath of judgment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we could look at that and say, okay, God's love came down. But now, it's going to be wrath. It's going to be wrath. It's going to be something serious. It's going to be something pretty serious. And we're about to see that the trumpets are sounding and the judgment falls upon the face of the earth. There's a silence within our text, a service within our text. Lastly, once you notice there's a storm within our text. Oh, my. We'll work these last verses down. 
Verse 6 tells us, and the angels, seven angels in chapter 7, trumpets prepared themselves to sound. Tells us that the angels take their places and they stand in preparation to sound off the trumpets. As commanded, they're going to sound off the trumpets. And as they do, we're about to see one of the most horrific events that you've ever seen in your life. It's about to come upon this earth and upon the people of this earth. Yes. It surely is. We see number one, verse seven. First angel sounded, there followed hail and fire, there followed hail and fire and mingled with blood, and they were cast upon the earth, and the third part of the trees were burned up, and all green grass was burned up. Could you imagine that? Could you imagine that? Very great. It's a, a devastating trumpet, yeah. which is sounding. So the first trumpet brings hail, hail and fire mingled with blood, and this may be a description of hail falling from the skies mingled with some type of blood. I believe it's blood. Mm. The blood. There's all, all kinds of things. Yeah, there's all kinds of things that people think this could be. I take the Bible and say that it's blood. Whatever the nature is, though, this judgment, the storm, and the wrath of God falls upon this earth and burns up one third of all the trees upon the earth. <clears throat> Hail and fire mingled with blood. Some say that could be lava, something along those lines. Whatever it is, all I know is this hell and this fire. Right? And so here they are, and they're in all that area, and as a result of this judgment, oxygen levels plummet. Yeah. yeah. And quality air is not going to be much. No. So I'm telling you the truth, this judgment will have a tremendous impact on this world. If the green grass is going to burn, so will be the food, the wheat. Going to be something else on this earth. All the food supplies will be impacted tremendously as this devastating judgment trumpet sounds. Mm, yep. Then we read in verse 8, verse 9, the second angel sounded as the word great mountain burning with fire cast to the sea. The third part of the sea became blood. Third part of the creatures which were in the sea and had life died. Third part of the ships were destroyed. Yeah. I'd say that's what we call a destructive trumpet sound. Yeah. The second angel sound in a fiery mountain is seen falling from the into the sea. Right. I don't know what mountain that is, but there's a mountain that's going to be falling into the sea. And one third of the sea is contaminated, and one third of all marine life dies. And all the human ships, one third of them, are short, according to Scripture. This could be a lot of descriptions, and a lot of people have a lot of things, but I'm not going to get into it. Some people believe it's a meteor. Some people believe it's this and that, but that's fine. I don't know. I can't tell you what it is, but all I can tell you is that there's going to be something as a word, great mountain. Oh, my 
It says as it were, Great Mountain, so it could be something else. But all I'm telling you here is that. Just think of a, a meteor. From the size of the one I told you the other day. Just think of something along those lines falling into the sea. Man, it sure would do some destruction to the sea. One third of all life, sea life, is dead. Well, how is that affected? Think of the contaminating, rotting, sea life. One's alive. Think about the, the, the contamination that the rot of those animals that are going to die within that sea will cause. It's going to contaminate the earth and it's going to contaminate the sea. Because all of that nasty, rotting flesh goes in. I can only imagine the craziness of that. Ma mankind is very dependent upon the things that the trees from it gets from the sea. Yeah. And when the oceans are taken away as a source of life and livelihood, man will suffer from hunger and a crazy disaster. Verse seven and verse eight both mention blood. Blood will fall from the skies, and the seas will be turned to blood partially. And I thank God has sent this clear message here. Man, for centuries, have rejected the very blood of Jesus Christ. Yep. And God places the blood before their eyes as a constant reminder that they rejected the very blood that could have saved them. Right. The blood of Jesus can wash away the stains of sin. And I'm telling you, the truth is this blood here is going to do nothing, nothing but contaminate. It's going to kill more people than it could ever live. There's a destructive trumpet which is sounding. Verse 10 and 11, we're moving quickly. The third angel sounded, there fell a great star from heaven burning as it were a lamp. It fell upon the third part of the rivers and upon the fountains of waters, and the name of the stars called Wormwood. Third part of the waters became wormwood, and many men died of the waters because they were made bitter. There's a death trumpet sound. Yes. Another object falls from heaven. We cannot just plan on exactly what that is. That looks more like a meteor than anything else. Me in this text, but. Nonetheless, what I'm trying to say is that it falls upon the fountains of. Fresh waters. All this, a, quarter, a, a third of the sea life has already been taken taken out. Now they're losing. The but now they're losing the fresh water. Yeah. Drinking water, yeah. yeah. And it causes them to be poisoned, turned poisoned. And the, the word the word wormwood uh, translates from the Greek word uh, absinthos, absinthos, and and that word absinthos it means bitterness, and it refers to a, a plant whose leaves are used to manufacture a certain drink, which is which is called absinthe. absinthe. I learned that. I'm not gonna lie to you. I learned that on the moonshiners. They sell it. 
but it's a bitter drink. It's an alcoholic beverage. It's a very, very bitter, bitter drink, and it's nasty, and it comes from a leaf, and, and that's where we get that word from, and it's wormwood, and, and it refers to that plant, this alcoholic beverage is so toxic, God, that it's banned in most countries. It is. One third of the sweet and fresh waters of the earth are poisoned by many will die because of the tainted waters by this wormwood. It's certainly going to be a death trumpet sounding. And the fourth angel sounded, and the third part of the sun was smitten, and the third part of the moon, the third part of the stars, so that the third part of them were darkened. And they shall not, for third part of it, the day not likewise. There's a dark trumpet. Sure can have a day of span. So when the fourth trumpet sounds, God turns down the power of the sun. He turns down the power of the moon. He turns down the power of the stars. And their power is reduced by one third. And so they are dimmed, and when they do shine, they're not as bright as they once were, meaning they're not as warm as they once were, meaning all of those things. You tell me what's going serious. But this could be a result of everything everything all again. Supernatural hand of God is now turning down the light of the sun. Turn down the light on the moon and the stars. The earth is plunged into darkness as the sun, moon, and stars are dim. Now you think about that. You think about that. Now, this earth wants darkness. <clears throat> Man, they won't want it at this point. They want that. They won't want it at this point at all. This will affect the growing seasons, weather patterns. It will affect the plant life, temperatures on the earth, mankind's physical and emotional wealth, health, rather. Yep. The darker it is, the you know, there's more people kill themselves and commit suicide in the winter than they do any other time yep. of year. Because it goes dark, you know, darkness, darkness. Nothing could comes good with darkness. This trumpet will take a great toll on all humanity. Since the beginning of time, man has taken God for granted. Man has ignored God. Man has blasphemed God and lived as if He never existed. Man has also taken God's creation for granted. They have always been plenty of trees, plenty of green grass. They've always been plenty of oxygen to breathe. Uh, the, the, the sea has always been there and it's always yielded its bounty to, to, to man as he traveled and fished in the waters of it. And, and there, there have always been plenty of fresh water to drink uh, for many, many years. And just go to the faucet and turn the water on uh, and there it is, but the sun and the moon and the stars have always been in their places every single day. Uh, they've always come up uh, when they were supposed to come up and went down when they're supposed to come down. Uh, and all of those things, they've always given off their light. Uh, but during the tribulation, God will take away what man uh, has taken for granted year and day in, day in, and day out. Uh, yes, and amen. man will be judged. Uh, by his refusal to bow before God and to acknowledge him. The dark, dark trumpet sound. 
And then, I want you to notice in verse 13, I beheld and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Whoa, whoa, whoa. And the inhabitants of the earth, by reason of the other voices of the trumpets of the three angels, which are not, which are yet to sound. Right. I want you to notice that there is a dooming time that's starting. Yeah. A dooming time. Not only are the trumpets going, but the woes are coming. Things are fixing to take place. This chapter closes with an angel flying through heaven, pronouncer, pronouncing further woes upon the earth. Things are bad, but things are not as bad as they're going to become. Right. right. And the worst part of the tribulation still lies ahead of us here. And I tell you, friend, here or anywhere else, if you've never been saved, this would be a good time to do it about something. Amen. 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 Thank God I've been saved. Amen. Amen. This would be a, if, you, if, you, if you've been saved, I tell you what, it'd be a real good time to rejoice about it. Amen. That's right. Right. Yes. Amen. A real good time to rejoice about it that you get to miss these events. Amen. Yes. Because we look at these things and ask, how could this ever happen? You know what I got to say about that? It will happen. Oh, yeah. It will happen. 100%. It will happen just as God said it will. Exactly it's going to happen right. exactly that way. And there are a couple of verses I want to share with you this evening before we end. I wrote these verses down. In the book of Ezekiel, chapter 38, 22 through 23, and I will plead against him with pestilence and with blood, and I will rain upon him and upon his bands, upon the many people that are with him, Overflowing rain, great hailstones, fire and brimstone. Thus will I magnify myself, sanctify myself, and I will be known in the eyes of many nations, and they shall know that I am the Lord. Amen. God will prove his glory in the days of his earth. He'll do the things we've read in these verses just to show man who he is. It's true. Matthew chapter 24, verse number 29. Jesus says immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened. The moon shall not give a light and the stars shall fall from heaven. The power of the heaven shall be shaken. We didn't just read this exact event, but we've read a partial of this event. Oh, yeah. Some people believe this is the exact event that's taking place, but it's fixing to get, it's going to get worse. The sun oh, yeah. will be darkened. Yeah. Yeah. And so, all I'm telling you is that there's going to be some serious stuff one thing I noticed about that word there, that, that, uh, let me turn over there just quickly. Matthew 24, Matthew 24, verse 29. The Bible tells us there. I don't think it's fully talking about this. Immediately after those days of tribulation shall the sun be darkened. The moon shall not give a light, the stars shall fall from heaven. The powers of heaven shall be shaken. That word shaken uh, in the Greek term comes from the word dynamos. Dynamos. Tell me what that reminds you of. What that reminds you of? Dynamis. Dynamis. Say where we get that word from. And the heavens are going to be shaken. That's so, that great thunder. He's going to be set off in balance. And he's going to be. That's a serious judgment. It's going to be coming out of that place. All I'm telling you is that we're going to be serious. Seriously, there's going to be some judgment. Yes, sir. There's more to be said, but the bottom line is this. Jesus is going to be given judgment. 